to another episode of 156, a show where I recommend to you three seasonal movies a week. At the end of the year, we're going to have 156 movies under our belts. And a few things that I always talk about at the beginning of these episodes. This will be a little bit of a shorter episode, but um, check out our Waveframe Pod Instagram. Me and Luke do a lot of really cool stuff over there, and I don't think it will be a disappointment if you visit. And also, if you could, give us a five-star review. And if you write it out, that's even better. Um, this episode feature, I want to talk about a YouTuber who I really enjoy called Nathan Zed. And he does amazing videos about music videos, uh, about album dropouts, about the lost art of going to concerts. And he is just very much an impressive force. He's got classic after classic. He does videos on Spider-Man. He does videos on teen dystopian movies, on the fantasy genre. He's just an amazing person. He needs more eyes on him, even though he already has millions of eyes on him. I love his stuff. I think you would, too. You should definitely check it out. Please go check out Nathan Zed. Feature of the day is... Black Dynamite. This is a movie that was actually filmed in 2009, even though it's a parody of black exploitation movies, and those movies are mostly from the 1970s. But this movie was filmed in 2009, starring Michael Jai White, Tommy Davidson, and Sally Richardson, along with a bunch of other people. And the film was directed by Scott Sanders and co written by some of its co stars, including Michael Jai White. Black exploitation is a genre that was controversial because it perpetuated a lot of the negative stereotypes of black people in the 1970s, but it also was one of the first uh, genres to have uh, black actors not just portray sidekicks or uh, people who were a little bit more negatively portrayed. And some of the first black exploitation movies were shaft and sweet sweetbacks badass song and uh it's quite interesting to see it replicated and uh identified in black dynamite and it's all about a cia agent black dynamite who must avenge his brother's death while cleaning the streets of a new drug that is ravaging the community and i love this movie it's really funny it is one of those movies that is not just funny because of the lines and the dialogue, but because of the editing. They did a really good job of making it feel and seem like it was filmed in the 70s. And I even asked uh, my wife, Hannah, when she thought it was shot. And uh, she said that she thought it was shot in 1984. So I think they did a good job with it. They used a camera, which I think is called a Super 16. And that was a really cool way to make it feel like the era, not just through the dialogue. And Michael Jai White, he's hilarious in it. So are all the rest of the co-stars. It's got some really funny moments. It is a blast. And it really makes fun of all the different tropes that are in black exploitation films, especially from the 1970s. And it's got the Vietnam War stereotypes and tropes. It's got the um, drug lord stereotypes and tropes. And you can tell that it's having a lot of fun with it. And it's impressive that they 
shot it only in 20 days and uh, I'm really glad that they released it and I think it also went on to be a I think a show on Adult Swim uh, it's now on HBO Max it's called Black Dynamite same title but it's an animated show and I have yet to see that so I'm excited to dive into that but Black Dynamite 2009 movie by Scott Sanders please check it out it's on HBO Max and it's really really funny I promise you'll laugh at least three times and you'll probably want to see it again at some point. And that's been my experience with it. So it's been a great 10 out of 10 experience for me. It is hilarious and ridiculous, completely ridiculous. Next up, we have Do the Right Thing, a Spike Lee joint. And if Black Dynamite is like fully in its DNA, a comedy uh, Do the Right Thing is a comedy drama movie, and it was produced, written, and directed by Spike Lee, and it stars a ton of people, a great ensemble cast. Um, it stars Spike Lee himself. It stars Danny Aiello, I don't know how to say that, and Ossie Davis, Ruby D, Richard Edson, Gianna Carlo Esposito, uh, Bill Nunn, John Turturro, and Samuel L. Jackson. And it is the feature film debut of Martin Lawrence and Rosie Perez. And pretty much this story is um, a Brooklyn neighborhood on the hottest day of the summer and that racial tension between the black people of the neighborhood and the Italian-American owners of the local pizza place, Sal's. Uh, it, it, it all culminates at the end. And as the heat rises, so does the tension and just disunity you could say between uh the the people in the neighborhood and i think this is an amazing movie to start off if you ever wanted to start off uh with a spike lee movie your first spike lee movie most people would say you should watch do the right thing and um i i think that one thing i really like about it is the portrayal of Sal and his sons, uh, they own the pizza shop, and John Turturro plays one of the sons, and um, the father, Sal himself, he is not a bad guy at the beginning of the movie at all. He's pretty nice. He gives some money to uh, a man who usually spends it on alcohol, and you kind of feel for him. He's, he's, he's a good businessman. He gets his pizzas out when he can. People, a lot of the people in the neighborhood like going to his pizza shop. Uh, it's a place where they have grown up with it because he's been there for a while. It's family owned and people love pizza. I mean, how, how can you not? And the tension starts pretty much when, one of the neighborhood uh, men, they come in, they grab a slice after trying to finagle the price a little bit, and they say, hey, there's a bunch of white people up on the wall, framed photos. Why aren't there any black people up on the wall? And that starts a little bit of an argument, and he eventually gets kicked out of Sal's uh, famous pizzeria. And Sal just straight up says, hey, if you own your own pizza shop one day, you can put whoever you want on the wall. And it's only Italian-Americans up there. So people like Frank Sinatra and 
I'm trying to think, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, those types of people. And so that starts the tension. And I think that it's important to see that Spike Lee did a good job of making people three-dimensional characters. Even if you you really hate some of them uh, by the end or maybe even at the beginning, uh, a lot of the people he wrote and he directed are pretty nuanced and um it's unfortunately super relevant today as it was in 1989 and you can hear spike lee talk about that himself he's like i was inspired by a similar tragedy uh myself when i was writing this movie of something that happened and he saw it in the news i don't want to spoil it um and he said in a recent interview, I think around his 30th anniversary, it just happened again. So I think this one's super important to watch and also super entertaining. I think everybody does a great job. And it doesn't leave you on a fully dark note. And it also doesn't leave you on a fully positive note. I think it could have ended a little bit more simply, but that would have been the easy route. And I think that Spike Lee took the harder route and really made it stay in your mind, linger in your mind a lot longer compared to what lesser filmmakers would do. This is a genuine classic movie. I think everybody should watch it. Um, I, I liked it even better than I liked uh, Black Klansman. And I really liked Black Klansman. So, uh, I mean, it's often listed I'm quoting this, among the greatest films of all time. In 1999, the film was deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant by the Library of Congress and was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry. So if that helps you convince yourself to watch it, I don't know what else will. The last thing I'll say is it's really fun to see the colors in this movie, the producers and the people who are designing the block that they filmed on uh they tried to take out all the cool colors like green and blue they tried to paint all over all all of that and really just have these reds and oranges and and uh yellows to really make it feel super hot and you get that in newspapers saying it's <laughs> super hot out in a bunch of different ways and you get that through samuel l jackson's narration because he's a radio DJ host and he talks about the weather and I just really love the ensemble nature of this movie and it never lost sight of its message and also its main focus which was between the pizza joint owners and the people who frequented there so please check it out it's 10 out of 10 amazing as is the other one but very different vibe because this one definitely has a lot more drama to it Lastly, we have Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised, is a 2021 recent American documentary film directed by Questlove, and it's about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival. And uh, it was premiered at Sundance, and it probably, maybe, will win the Oscar come March in about a month for Best Documentary. It's right now streaming on Hulu, and it's just really, 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 really good. It's interesting because I watched this 
before I watched or rewatched Black Dynamite, and they're set in the same time, but this one's a documentary. This is real footage, and Black Dynamite is, you know, obviously fictional, but there's similar themes and similar problems going uh, uh, around everybody, but it's completely different when you are watching it in a documentary. It's total farce and parody when you're watching Black Dynamite. And I think that is really fun. It has its time and a place. And I think it's able to do that now in such a tongue-in-cheek way because it's so much later. Like, that was the 1960s. Now we're in the 2020s. And I think it was really good for me to, to watch Summer of Soul because it captured the zeitgeist of that era. It captured the heart, the humanity, the joy, the absolute, absolute, I don't know the right word for it. I think it's just brilliance and talent and catharsis that this that this cultural festival, the Harlem Cultural Festival was. And it's unfortunate because it was filmed in the same and took and took place at the same year as uh, the not just the moon landing, but also Woodstock. And it's fascinating to see the footage because it's just been sitting in a basement for 50 years. And this is the first time that anyone's seen it. So please check it out on Hulu. It's amazing. Six weekends in a row. People like B.B. King, Stevie Wonder, Sly and the Family Stone, um, people who you just are jaw-droppingly in awe of as you see them perform, just give it their all. And that's not the only reason that this documentary is amazing. It also gives you such insight into the time and the era, uh, how people felt about certain politicians, how the black community felt about the moon landing because a lot of them stayed at this festival as the moon landing was happening. They didn't watch it on TVs. They just said, Hey, I think the government should have given that money that we spent on the, the moon race, um, on welfare and on food and on helping people in this community. And that made a lot of sense to me. I, I, I feel like it opened my eyes to a greater understanding of the Vietnam era. And I, I just, I don't have a lot of words because I was speechless for a lot of this movie. I thought that the reactions from the crowd, the people who were interviewed nowadays, like in 2021 about being a little kid there in 1969, watching the concert, it was very moving it felt necessary. It felt like, yes, this is, this, is, this is something we need to see. I'm so glad this wasn't lost or damaged or destroyed somehow in a basement because film is very flammable and it could have easily gotten <laughs> in, a, in a house fire. So this was just a movie I thoroughly enjoyed. I think you should definitely check it out. Some of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, it was fun to see Stevie Wonder as a young man it was fun to see so many like i think there's one band called the fifth dimension 
and they were amazing and so i just think that for so many reasons this is a movie you should definitely check out a documentary that you should not miss yes the fifth dimension uh i definitely think that i'm gonna make a spotify playlist with a bunch of these bands because it was everything i wanted it to be in a documentary super entertaining and i think if i was going to recommend one of these movies it might be summer of soul so check out summer of soul on hulu check out do the right thing anywhere you would need to rent a movie like amazon or apple and check out on hbo max black dynamite i will see you next week and i hope that you find some heat in this cold-ish february i didn't want to keep the snow cold theme going because i feel like it's time it's a good thing to think about <laughs> getting back to heat. It's a good thing to try to experience. So find the summer in yourself and enjoy these movies over and out.